Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hi! Welcome to Scamble! I'm Caitlin Brodnick. I'm Molly Thomas. And we love scams. We love scams. We love you. We love a tax evasion case. Oh boy! Oh boy! Wow! Oh boy! You think a reality store? A reality store? They are stores. A reality star in 2022 would figure out you have to pay your taxes. You would. But they haven't. You know what? But then again, I also wonder: Is it a requirement that if you are a reality star, you're not actually allowed to pay taxes? Well, yeah, I think they all believe. They're like, look, we got this far, and they're talking to each other, and they're like, okay, Teresa Judai's gotten a lot of trouble, but not us. Not us, guys. No, 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 no. We can get away. so crazy. Here, and and I don't, I don't understand how, and we're talking about the Chrisleys, which you know from. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Um, I don't understand how you can live day to day without just constantly sweating yeah. going through this. He must be. So the reality show we're talking about is Chris Lee Knows Best. And then he has a bunch of spinoff shows. They're on their 10th season. He has his kids are knowing great things best. And he has a dating show and a limo, which is oh. like very weird and creepy. And I will say when I've never watched the show. And so we're reporting on the evidence given, you know, recently, not reporting on the show as fans, because when I turned on the show, he made me so uncomfortable. I, the the big story for me personally about this is when you sent me the information about it, I was so shocked, not at the crime, <laughs> the alleged crime. No, they were, they, they were, they were convicted. They yeah. were convicted. They just haven't been sentenced. Yeah. Okay. They're going to appeal it. Oh, I'm so glad I don't say alleged. Okay. Cause it's so obvious. Yeah. Um, the shocking thing to me was that I had never in my life heard of these people or really? seen their faces or heard of the TV show. And I think it's like, it, it was just shocking to my system that there's a television show, <laughs> a reality television show that's very successful that I did not yeah. even know. And a spinoff that I didn't even know existed. Like if you showed me uh, a 20 second clip of the show and like a picture <laughs> with the cast and you said, yeah. is this a real show or a parody of a reality show? I yes. I really think I would have picked parody. And you know what? That's the thing. Because I think why I hated it is because they take themselves so seriously. And it's like, you guys look like 
clowns. Oh. Like just your teeth are bigger than any teeth I've ever seen. The hairs, the Botox is gone up to their nostrils. Like they're just Botox their whole face. And they, that they're doing this in sincerity that they believe. Well, I mean, I guess also with all these reality shows, the editors and everybody watching it are making fun of them. But the fact that it wasn't, they had no sense of humor of themselves from the beginning is just, it's bonkers. And also like he seems very, very effeminate and very, very, um, I thought the story was going to be that like he came out and he has this beautiful family and then he's also dealing with like his sexuality and none of that was ever covered. He's extremely Christian, extremely intense, family values. And I just thought the, like the little clips I saw with him and his daughter and the way he talked about her and her body or look oh. or hair. I just was like, this is so, it was so obvious somebody wasn't living, was living in some sort of like dream sequence that I did not want to co-sign. Oh, I, for me at all, because he, he's had massive plastic surgery, which I think is a plot line on the show. I also clearly have not. I, I watched yeah. some clips last night. Guys, if you're listeners of Chris Lee <gasps> Knows Best, tell us why and what kept you going and were there scandals? Like, I want to know. I want to do a mailbag episode where somebody says, like, I'm a Chris Lee. Chris Lee head. Yeah, I'm a Chris Lee head and I'm... I'm into this. If you are, I'd or love just to the know. just the major plot points. Yeah, I learned a little bit about the the Lindsay drama that started yes. in the beginning and then has kept going. So I know so some we of the major that we did an episode on her, and we did Sue and I in season one. We did an episode about how the family was like holding this sex tape over her, and we mentioned that she said, "Well, they have they're doing tax evasion in 2019." Because I remember it was. Like, yeah, it was pre-COVID. I was in Maryland and I did, it was like our first Zoom call. Sue was in LA. And so we talked about it. And I remember thinking like, that's not going to go very well. Right. That's not going to go great. Yeah. The, the like snap thing that does it for me when I look at Todd Chrisley and I'm like, you're lying. Like you're lying. Every moment of this is a lie. And not just in an edited produced reality show way is Yes. His shoulders are so oh. stiff and like right up to his ears. And, he's and I'm reading like, such a block. Yes. Energetically, he's so blocked. And and seeing that, I'm just like, oh, you're lying. Oh, this whole thing is Yes, lying. with with a confident pose, like with his legs crossed, with a confident and with an arrogance in him. Like just this arrogance of like, we know what's best. We're showing you the way. And like it's it's bizarre. It is so bizarre. He makes me so uncomfortable. Now, I'm sure that is why somebody would want to watch it. And then these shows are great at editing of making you like so curious what the next episode's going to be. Like, I don't blame anyone for watching it because I've watched so much trash, but I just haven't jumped into the Chris Lee universe until recently when they did some crazy ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, really, the show is edited like any, it's like any other reality show where they follow a family yeah where they're in the family's house and then yes it's largely produced so it's really it's it's like the kardashians it's like the Osborne. Right. it's like it's like show any of those except i've never heard of these people they're to <laughs> me to me these people are not famous and so i just can't believe they swindled their way into getting a show in the first place same, but it's so weird. So they were, they started their show in Georgia and then they moved to Tennessee. So I think they are like on that circuit in the, the I saw pictures of them. The only like pictures I saw was at CMT, like country music festival or awards, CMA. Um, and so it did sort of appear 
Well, now, now this is so crazy, and I'm sure you have this research too, but right before their show aired, Todd Chrisley declared bankruptcy <laughs> right before their show started. So before anything happened, we meet them, whatever, he has a show coming out, he declares bankruptcy, which is so shady. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put everything, because they knew they were going to have this money coming in, they put everything in Julie's name. Yes. So they declared bankruptcy and then, okay, according to the U.S. attorney, now I'm looking at the um, justice.gov. I'm looking at the breakdown online. And this is based on their case that it was just happened. And this is what the background that the prosecutors are giving us. According to the U.S. attorney, Butch Buchanan, Buchanan, whatever, um, before Todd and Julie Chrisley became reality television stars, they conspired to defraud community banks in the Atlanta area to obtain more than $30 million in personal loans. The Chrisleys, with the help of their former business partner, submitted false bank statements, audit reports, personal financial statements to banks to obtain the millions of dollars in fraudulent loans. The Chrisleys then spent the money on luxury cars, designer clothes, real estate, and travel, and used new fraudulent loans to pay back old loans. After spending all the money, Todd Chrisley filed for bankruptcy and walked away from more than 20 million of the fraudulent obtained loans. And this is so crazy. So in 2014, further evidence showed that while Todd Chrisley was in bankruptcy proceedings, Julie Chrisley gained, again, manufactured financial documents and lied to real estate agents to obtain a luxury rental house in Los Angeles, California. As soon as the Chrisleys began renting the house, they failed to pay rent and the homeowner filed an eviction lawsuit. And then they, around that time when Todd Chrisley filed for bankruptcy, the Chrisleys became the stars of their own reality show. <laughs> and the reality oh. show was not about that. No, no, I don't. It wasn't even about all the crazy tax evasion that they can't pay rent on condos. Like that blows me away oh. that here they are. They're acting like these good old, good home people. They have good family values and they can't wait to defraud community banks in the Atlanta area. That's their first thing. Oh, that's out of control. So it's just like all of those typical schemes that we've seen where they steal from Peter to pay Paul or Pac, whatever they're called, that's called, <laughs> um, Mary to pay Paul and Peter and, and everyone's inside. And um, when they get stuck, they declare bankruptcy. Oh. And oh, here's the crazy thing. Did you see this? Okay. So one day after the IRS requested information about bank accounts in Julie Chrisley's name, the Chrisleys transferred ownership of the corporate bank account to Todd Chrisley's mother in an effort to further hide his income from the IRS, all while Todd Chrisley operated the loan out company behind the scenes and controlled the company's purse strings. So he sent it all to his mama. Thanks. They put her in this too. They Can put, you believe it? I mean, Faye's on the show too. Faye's a major part of the show. Yes. He and her sister, Tammy. Aunt Tammy. Faye. I'm sure I'm sure they have something in Tammy's name. I'm sure. Oh. Because if Faye's there, you got to add Tammy. Yeah. They're a package deal. Yeah. So it, oh. it was so insane. So there was even one thing. This, I, I don't know why this, this seems like the wildest because all of this is going to come out, obviously, especially when you have a reality. It's going to show. come out. Yes. Okay. In 2014, two years after the bank, the alleged bank, well, now it's not alleged, uh, bank fraud scheme, they used fabricated bank statements and a credit report that had been physically cut 
and taped or glued together when trying to obtain that lease in California. <laughs> they just, they don't give a shit. They literally no. cut and pasted. A- the rules don't apply to them. Oh. That's insane. That is insane. So, yes, that they're they so haphazard. Now, here's the crazy thing. They had filed to pay tax returns or pay taxes in 2013, 14, 15, and 16. So they hadn't, they had been doing this for so long. Yeah, for four they're years. Like, they why just, pay now? Yeah, just didn't pay right. taxes. And so in 2019, so when we were talking about, he has this weird thing with his daughter who's mad at the family. And they were like, Sue and I reported about like this weird sex tape they were extorting her because she hooked up with Robbie from The Bachelor. It's so shady. She said during that time, you know, you can come after me, but I'm going to reveal like your tax issues. And that actually put, I believe the FBI, maybe the FBI was already in it because as I, if I know anything about reality TV stars, it's that the FBI loves reality TV. (laughs) It doesn't matter who you think you are, how elevated you think you are. The FBI girls and guys are addicted to the Real Housewives, to Chris Lee, to every reality TV. They cannot get enough. They are downing it in doses. And so... So she, his, their daughter, Lindsay, makes some statement like, okay, you can put out my sex tape, but I'll talk about your tax evasion issues. And that they said that was when it started sort of the wheels in motion. But I believe these FBI events have been watching them for years because FBI loves They're TV. just, you know, all they're doing, they're just in the Hoover building in front of yeah. the TV. Lapping it up. Just, they're like, this is what we're going to be working on the next year, guys. So let's just get a head start. And training to be in the FBI is very hard. You know, they worked very hard to get there. Maybe they just needed to sit down and take a breath. Yeah. You know, and that breath happens to be the most disgusting reality TV you can imagine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, and I do, and I, I will say, I just, in general... In general, I just have a bone to pick with American reality television show because... Tell me. Well, there's, it's so... It's so dumb. Yes. In it general, is. it's so dumb. It is. And so much of the time is spent like recapping. Yes. Into Molly. and out of the commercial break. Like they're 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 squeezing, they're making 15 minutes of content. 15. 22 minutes. They're stretching it oh out gosh. like that. And exactly. British. Oh, British reality shows. Although British is so I mean, when I say, when I say British reality shows, really what I'm obsessed with are the competition shows, like Great Pottery Throwdown. I haven't seen it, but I've been watching British Bake Off. I've been watching the other crafting toy one. I haven't seen the crafting toy. I have to look it up. It's it's like where they bring antiques. Oh, yes, 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 yes. 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 But I call it crafting toy because I only think of teddy bears when I think of that show. Yeah. It's the (laughs) the most fun stuff. It's like, this is my grandmother's teddy bear. I know. That was the worst British dialect I've ever done. It's fine. But there's. There's no like rehashing, like yes, coming up God. after the break. This teddy bear yes. will be, you know, emptied sewn. out, stuffed, <laughs> and sewn. There's none of that garbage. How many stitches? Guess when we get back to after the commercial. Right. I know. I don't know why in the United States they think that we need so much drama with our reality television shows. It's true. Personally, all I want is just to like watch somebody turn clay on a wheel or like unstuff a teddy bear. Yes. British TV is just better because I think also I have a feeling that the British, 
viewers are like, don't make me feel stupid. I mean, we are, and, and we are admittedly ignoring like the Love Island. There's still, yes. there's still that garbage over there's there. There's still that, but I think at the same time, they don't do, I don't think they do as many recaps or coming next and coming to and coming, like, in The Bachelorette, you have, like, one person pick her nose, and it's like, this week on The Bachelorette, the most insane thing you've ever seen. And everyone's tweeting on it, and it's like, she picked her nose. Yeah, that was it. It's it's like they're announcing a monster truck rally commercial. They like, are. every they reality are. show. But here's the thing. I do, like, when I do, like, a reality American show, they get me hooked because they get me nervous. And I'm like, I can't stop watching. And then it is something stupid to put in the background. And I think Americans, like, feeling that they're smarter a real dumbed down, simply played out story. Americans like feeling that they're smarter than, which is great. Fine. Enjoy that. But I also, yeah, I can't stand all of the like time it takes before and after each single thing that happens. It's, it's funny that you, that you say like, yes, here's what it is. And it's great because as I was, as I was thinking about recording this episode and thinking about this show, I wrote to, I have to read this because it's so ridiculous, but also I believe it, but it's, I, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Basically I was like, what we're talking about, this is a battle for the soul of the nation. <laughs> really? I did. And here's why it has actually very little to do with the Chrisleys. I love that. But it yeah. has more to do with how we spend our time and how mm -hmm. okay is it to just like numb ourselves and kill time with television, which by the way, I am so incredibly guilty. So again, yes. this is an episode just about me and, and looking at my no, I life choices. I want, I want the episodes about you. Those are the best episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, but people don't come here for the facts. They come here for the fun. You know, it's like Look you talk about Chris, it. Please. Please yeah, you can Google whatever you want. So yeah, I think this is, it is an ex example of how things can go so well for someone who's American, who's trying to extort the system and just show how rich they are. It's and, yeah, and and we and we value that. Like we USA we that produces this show has decided, like yes, people will want to watch that. Okay, yes, and we do. Even though I don't watch the show, I watch other reality shows, so I will group yeah. myself into this. Yeah, we do. We say I want to watch people be stupid. Be stupid. I mean, the so other stupid. thing is like. That what they focus on on the show is just like who's going to wear the Santa costume to hand out presents <laughs> at the yeah. Christmas brunch, like, and that's fifteen minutes of the and, episode. But I do think it makes people feel. So here's actually I love that we're talking about this. So I think it makes people feel very very smart to watch people be incredibly stupid. And zone out that way because the other option is you can zone out with something like the Hallmark Channel, which people make fun of and they're like, oh, the Hallmark Channel is just lovey, like it's pointless. But that also is something that's just sort of a comfort that can play in the background that you can just, there's no risk in it. You know, they're going to fall in love at the end. Like people, I think, need comfort television, but there's this mm -hmm. elitist feeling that like, well, my comfort television is really <laughs> um, turning the tables and making fun of the happy couple. And you're just watching a happy couple. Like it's, it's so funny how... No one can admit that, like, sometimes we need to check out. The world right now is terrifying. The world is so hard. We're yeah. all over, we're all just so overworked, overspent in every way that we do need to check out. But right. you will only allow yourself or claim that you can check out. Or, like, somebody watching wants to hang out and watch sports events. Like, 
you could say like sports are so much more elite. Well, I every time I watch basketball, I fall asleep, Molly. <laughs> it's like a pendulum. They go back and forth on the court and I can't stay awake. No. <laughs> These are like high stakes, but for me, just doesn't do it. So that's the thing. It is this idea that that's a huge chunk of America is that like if you have the most money, showcasing the most stuff, faking it all, that's a form of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's so interesting. So the Chrisleys have all these shows coming out on E! Because the Kardashians left and went to Hulu. Oh. I... Yeah. They're now in Hulu. Hmm. And it's a big, huge thing because at the end of their, they left E! And they did their like 10th year or whatever. And it was this big, huge like goodbye Kardashians. And it was this huge anniversary and all this always on television of like the retrospect of like all the years the Kardashians were in our lives. Well, they quit, quote unquote, the show because Courtney said she didn't want to do it anymore. Like blatantly said, like, I don't want to be on TV anymore. And then within a couple of months, it was that they were going to have their own new show on Hulu, which is like different fonts and like different <laughs> like background titles. And it's the show again that they're all in charge of again. So all that like goodbye and miss you and all that attention they got isn't real. And now they're doing it for this show. And I don't know. I don't know about you. Molly, but like everywhere on social media, they are just shown to me constantly. Like anytime I'm on my Instagram, anything, I'm just constantly getting shown Kim Kardashian all day long. Now they renewed Chrisley's because they don't have the Kardashians and the Kardashians are on Hulu. So they're like pumping that all. So now I think they were hoping that the Chrisley's were their next like train wreck of a family, but the Kardashians don't pay their tax. I mean, they pay their taxes, you know? Yeah. And that so, we know of so far. That we we've of. we've not heard that they don't. Right, not yet. So yeah, so yeah. they so the Kardashians are out of E. So Chris Lee's like has all these more shows on the network and with E because he's producing some dating show, which I don't want that man to come oh. within ten feet of me. Like just as you said, the shoulders up high, everything slicked back, shiny, pointy. I'm just like very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. And I watched I watched the interview that they did at E right after um right after the the charges came out so they had not been convicted oh. yet but this was like a year ago and the amount that he peppered god into that interview was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so disgusting yes it was a tool oh it was absolutely a tool there's not there's nothing about this man that has to do with God. It has to do with any God. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. 
R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, Okay, I found a YouTube video yesterday of a woman who is a Harvard-educated lawyer who covers things like this. So, no, I can't remember her name. It's like, I think it's Harvard Lawyer Lee. Um, it's Harvard Lawyer Lee. Wow. Who? Okay, great. So, um, she sits in front of her very legal looking desk and she explains it's, it's a, it's a smart niche. She explains what happens with the case. Okay. And she knows how to pronounce all of the terms because she's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I watched her video on this yesterday and she said there are three main issues one, they defrauded banks, which we talked about already, mm-hmm. which basically they showed that they were a safe risk. So they padded their paperwork. It looked like, oh, they're a safe risk. We can give them a loan. Okay. Because they were false documents saying they had more money than they did. Exactly. So if you have money, you can get money. But if you don't have money, you can't get money. You know? No, no of course. That's yeah. how that works. That's how it works. Um, and then they failed to pay their taxes and they lied about it and hid things. Mm-hmm. Like they moved the company to Faye's name. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there was wire fraud and obstruction of justice. Those are the three claims. And, well, um, oh, so Mark Braddock was the business partner that apparently went to, so he was helping them do all of these things early on. And then in the last couple years, he went to the FBI. I think they had actually closed the case. He went back and said, hey, you gotta reopen this case. I was involved. I will help you get these people if you give me immunity. Whoa! Yes, tribal immunity. Whoa! I did not see that coming. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Yes. And so, um, and he apparently had uh, an intimate relationship with Todd, which they talked about right. in the case. He was getting paid off, right? Todd was giving him. There was like the way that they were shifting money and moving money around was also sort of like keeping him quiet. Like Todd was paying him money and the family was paying him money so they didn't say they had a romantic affair. Right. Which right. is like, that's that's reality TV gold. People love affairs. They should have used that. Yeah, really. The reality show really that I want to see is them following what's really going on 
Yes. <laughs> oh, they'll have that in a second. You know, they'll have that. In a second. No, we'll, I know. We'll but like, I mean, we'll what, what was actually wanna... happening? Like, yes, I want a, just a, a, an episode. That's just the emails being sent back and forth. So good. Because so good. Todd Chrisley asked Mark Braddock. He, it, it, one of the quotes was just create the financials like you always do. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's great. I'm going to try that next year. And I, I, and then, them like you always do. I just don't understand how you live life this way. Truly. Like I get a, I get a con ed bill in the mail and I'm like, I got to get this upstairs and pay it. Yeah. It's very <laughs> scary. It's, taken care of. I know it's very scary. Well, there's this thing too. And I think it happens with a lot with like cult leaders and very extreme religious groups is that they believe that they have a message from God that they're supposed to be displaying the wealth in this way, showing the message that if they talk about God enough, that God will be really proud at whatever cost necessary to spread the word. And so that's their, what they say to themselves, which, you know, we've never had a direct communication online from God saying he likes cars or not. You know, he's never, he has not yet, or she has not yet commented on Mercedes or like veneers on your teeth, but that is what people have decided. And so I, there has to be this like, confidence in the background or this excuse that they give themselves that I'm just doing the Lord's work by showing how obnoxiously rich I am so that other people will follow God and they can be rich, which is just greed, which I don't think God likes greed. I don't know. I'm pretty sure in the Bible it says not into greed. Not into greed. Well, okay. So that was his lover. What about Peter? Did you read about Peter Tarantino? In 2019, he was their accountant, and he was also charged in the indictment accused of conspiracy to defraud the United States, aid in filing a false tax return, and that is also very interesting. So they have a, a couple guys. Well, so so Mark Braddock was a business partner, and I think at some point- And lover. To, and lover. Uh, at, and then at some point, it referred to them as like having a- brotherhood or something i don't know it was gross yeah. whatever yeah it's like, gay. yeah a gay brotherhood that makes sense yeah 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 I'm like is that a euphemism for mm-hmm. you guys love yeah. each other so he was the business partner and then tarantino was was the crooked accountant oh and then one thing i heard yeah they were just in these emails blatantly looking for an accountant that would do this that would twist it yeah, they, they wouldn't pay their taxes, would help them evade. And yeah, they, they specifically looked for that That's person. Incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. Was he in love with the accountant too, or maybe just... I didn't read time? anything about romance okay. with Todd. All right, just checking. The way that they spin to another thing um, from the ET interview is at one point Todd said... Things came out four weeks ago that weren't known to the government. And that was his way of, like, they were talking about the case of, like, how's it going? Did you, you know, have you beat the charges yet or whatever? And, like, very calmly smile on his face. Well, things came out four weeks ago that weren't known to the government. I'm like, I don't even know how you can assemble a sentence Uh that is, that is, that's just not claiming without any ownership judgment. for it. Yeah, without any judgment. Like, you like, the government just, like, didn't catch on, guys. It's like, yeah. Because right. you lied. Right. Because you forged documents. Right. 
you withheld information, you forged documents, yeah. you moved your money around, you lied, you it's lied, you lied. It's the government's fault. It's yeah. not the government's fault. Yeah, he, so in, he took himself okay. out of the sentence. Yes. That like, as if the government was on a walk down a really rocky path and they tripped because they didn't see that boulder, yeah. even though he was the boulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and this also, Molly, this was a three-week trial with federal charges of bank fraud. And a jury found that they were guilty of defrauding more than 30 million in loans, conspiracy to defraud the IRS, as we said, tax evasion, and they were they were found guilty. So I was also reading this article that said with Teresa Judice and her husband, Joe Judice, they also defrauded and evaded tax issues, but they pleaded guilty to the charges oh. to get like a shorter sentence. And so Teresa was in jail for 15 months. And then after she, it was so that they also, they could take care of their children. They worked it out with the judge so that Teresa went to jail first for 15 months. Then she came back and Joe went in for 42 months, I think. And so they were, I was reading an article that was speculating that possibly because they have grandchildren and some younger children to take care of and their his mother, uh, who knows what she's going to do. She would slip out of those handcuffs so fast, though. I feel like she'd be great in this situation. Oh, yeah. She could really, she could been, really thrive in prison. She's been waiting yeah. for this. She's been, she's the third time. <laughs> um, so they were saying something like maybe if they, if they were, did complete guilty, then they would get lesser charges. Because now they're saying something like, it's not like 40 years in prison. What was they that? could get, thir- I think I read 30 years. They could get 30 years yeah. of, of prison. It's because they did this for so many years. Because I think the Teresa Judice thing, she said that she didn't realize what the paperwork was signed. She just signed it because it was her husband. And she did what she was told. And she really played. And who knows? Like, who knows what kind of weirdo world they were in. But I don't think they were defrauding for that many years. But it seems that the Chrisleys have been defrauding for a long time. And then got had a mini case in 2019. And then were cleared. But then still had another one. Like, they're... They're getting way worse. Yeah, this is this is their this is just how they operate. Yeah. And and they're they're appealing, right? So they're yeah, they're saying that they're not guilty of this. Yeah. So I would think with the sentencing then they would get a longer sentence. But I also think it's fascinating. It it feels like, and I of course I have not done the research on this, mm-hmm. but the fact that like with the Judaizers, they did not have concurrent sentences because they had kids. So one went in first so that they yes. could like, yeah. they could hand off to me. That feels like that's something that maybe doesn't happen for people with all amounts of money. Oh, that perhaps no. that's something that with a fancy lawyer, you can negotiate. Oh, hell no. Oh, it's so corrupt. It's so corrupt. I mean, I, I think of every time I hear a court hearing something, I think of that, that poor mom that just lied and said she had lived in a different area so that her kid could go to school. Remember that mm. famous court case that a mother said she was using someone else's address or her aunt's address so that her son oh, could yeah. be in this a better school district and get education. And she had five years of prison. And I'm just like, disgusting. Why? Why would you do that? Why? Like, who, who does that help? What are you showing? What slap on the wrist is that? Like, come on. Like, yeah, it just drives me crazy. And and this too, I think like, that's what's so frustrating with all of this. 
And while why I think I would want to see them fail is because the cockiness, you know, the cockiness of like, I've always been a rich white man. I've always been evading it. We've always been like thinking that we're better than that. We're not the same. Like if you don't pay taxes, you believe that you shouldn't or shouldn't have to. Or there's some loophole you should get around. It's so scammy. And like nobody wants to pay taxes. Nobody wants to pay taxes, but also nobody wants to live on a street where just they sit in piles of trash. Like you want your trash collected. You want you want there to be We like firefighters. Yeah. 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 You'd love yeah. to be able to cross the street because there's there's a light there that they put in. You know, like it's just like yeah. all these simple things, like a hospital even. Like they some is do hospitals get some I get think at public. Yeah, they're money, public. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love that. But um I just don't I think it's so obnoxious is what we're looking at. We're looking at this arrogance and obnoxiousness of the rich white people. And the, the conspicuous consumption, which was such a major part of this show, and it's a major part of a lot of shows, but in in the YouTube compilations I watched yesterday, there were so many times where it was like a a, a scene, just a scene in the show was somebody reading their Christmas list. And the Christmas list was just like, I want an Audi. I want an Hermes bag. No. I want a set of Louis Vuitton luggage. It was just, it was just a list of brands. And then Todd and Julie would like look at each other and look at the camera. Like, I can't believe these kids Or like <laughs> one of them was Faye doing it. And, yeah. but then, but that's what they, that's how they mark their success. That's what they pride themselves on. Yes. And it's like, so, and in this case, it said, uh, Tarantino allegedly took steps to obstruct IRS collection of collection efforts, which included hiding income, lying to third parties about their tax returns, and in Tarantino's case, lying to the FBI and IRS CI special agents. So, this, the balls to just be like, I will lie to the FBI. I know. That's why they got caught. These people are fans of the show. They are offended. You know, you don't spit where you. Eat, I guess that's that's right. not a word. That's not a saying, but it's like you just don't. You don't spit on people that are fans of your show. You know, I think that really you know are spending the first twenty five percent of their day watching your show for clues. Christmas. I know. Oh, it the, is the, the ridiculousness to to so Lindsay, the daughter. Oh yeah, she has a podcast, by the way. <laughs> she does, and it's called coffee combos oh no that that was right is it no it's southern the her podcast she was on coffee combos which is one of the mom one of the teen moms podcast but yes hers, i think it's called like the southern tea oh yeah and okay. Lindsay chrisley is a southern girl trying to navigate life while staying true to her roots and true to herself and true to her tax evasion parents <laughs> um yeah it's like a heart to heart with listeners being a boy mom she knows when not to take things too seriously. Oh, ugh. fuck Got Jason it. being a boy mom. Just like <laughs> being a mom being is being a mom. Huh. Um, but I, the whole, uh, so on that ET interview, they talked about her allegation that, and, and she had a number of times in her life when she was estranged from her dad and from Julie, who's her stepmom. And which is already like 
okay, what's going on? Yeah, if you're here? if you're estranged many many times and come back, like I don't think it's working. Like it's either like go, <laughs> like if you think like I'm gonna storm out of the house, it doesn't it doesn't work. So it's gonna happen again. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's an issue there, and it's ninety five percent ninety five percent chance it's with the parent yeah. here. Yeah, if the child's constantly estranged. If there's a problematic relationship, it's the parent's fault. Yes. So yes. sorry. Yes. And so we're sorry. parents. We're parents. We own that for, yes. for ourselves. It will be our fault. It, it will be, be our fault. Whatever it is, there's a problem going on. Oh, so okay. So so they were estranged at one point. He asked her to meet up. They met up at a barbecue restaurant. Okay, cool. A great place to have conversations where there's yes. flaming meat. Yeah, you're in public with flaming meat. Also, if you're estranged from anybody and they ask you to meet up in a public place, it's very public not so that sign. everybody can see that's not a good sign. Not they don't sign. want you to get emotional. Yeah. Okay, so she thought that they might actually be reconciling. And then he revealed to her that her brother Chase, who's her, her half-brother, mm-hmm. had naked photos and a sex tape, and she might want to be careful. That's a threat to his daughter that's a threat and it's (laughs) I mean that's its own thing yeah but then I feel like any defense like okay no child is going to make that up no no child no adult child right no one's going to make that up about their parent unless there's something massively screwed up going on and it's because it's so creepy because your parent talking about holding a sex tape over your head that's disgusting Right. Right. So nobody would admit that. Nobody would create that fallacy. Yeah. Right. Nobody. And and if by some chance she made it up, it's because honestly, there was something bigger and grosser going on. Right. Right. And it was like, fine, I can say this and get attention this way or whatever. Yes. yes. Um, same thing with their, their other son, Kyle. Is that his name? Oh, I don't know anything about the other All- all the Chrisley heads are just rolling their eyes that I don't know his name, but Kyle. Yes. Okay. So, so the four kids are Lindsay and Kyle, and those are from Todd's first marriage to mm-hmm. a woman named Taylor. And then, mm-hmm. and he married her when he was 21. And then they, and then Todd and Julie got married shortly after that divorce and had Chase and Savannah. And then Grayson, who is a teenager now. Mm-hmm. And then they also have another child, Chloe. Well, Chloe is Kyle's daughter. Okay. Kyle was only on season one of the show mm-hmm. and then he left the show. So again, if you're having problems with two of your children now, Lindsay and Kyle. Yeah. It's not great. Not it's great not dynamics. on them. Yeah. It's not on them. So I, so now Todd and Julie have full custody of Chloe, who is Kyle's daughter. Okay. She's a major part of the show. She's a very yeah. cute little kid. Yeah, she's, making, and she's earning her income. She's a major part of the show. They're completely exploiting her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, Kyle had substance abuse issues. Right. But now, I guess, has reconciled with the family. Oy vey. But yeah. And what do they think God thinks about all this? <laughs> How are they spinning this tale now? Oh. They're like, God wants me to get another Mercedes. That's what they're saying. That's what I said. God wants me to, to, you know, push my child into having substance abuse, abuse issues and then take his child from him. Yes. To exploit her on my reality television show. It's 
it is bonkers. I really hope they get in trouble because it's just so smarmy. Us Weekly said something like, their lives are completely put on hold. Duh, bitch. Of course their lives are put on hold. (laughs) They're convicted of fraud for 30 years. And it's like, they're really like, you know, and also like the network might still air their show because they love it for ratings, but they're not necessarily recording the next season. They're like, it's real. Oh, because right now they're on house arrest until October when they have their final sentencing. And so they're, of course, appealing it. So it's one person quoted, like, it makes things real difficult to film a reality show when you're on house arrest. Yeah, that is as it should be. You should not be able to to do anything. You're on house arrest. And oh, and this quote said, what was it? It was so dumb in Us Weekly. Oh, God, it was so funny. It was like, they feel like they're right back during COVID. <laughs> oh, like, yes. I saw that too. Right? Because they're on house arrest, it feels just like COVID all over again. It's like, whoa, what a bummer. Because COVID was not your fault. And this is 100% your fault. <laughs> so yeah. I don't care. And also, it is it is totally different. There was a list of reasons why they can leave, which is, okay, pretty extensive. Okay, Fuck yeah. these people. Screw these people. They're on house arrest, X, and they have to be monitored. So I don't know. I would guess they have ankle bracelets or whatever. I don't know that. Allegedly, they have ankle bracelets. I'm not sure. Okay. They must remain at home except for employment, education, religious or medical reasons. Oh, yeah. To meet with their attorney, to go to court, or other activities pre-approved by the judge. Oh, other, quote, other activities, like getting their veneers resharpened, like getting. Well, to me, that goes that those can fall under medical. Like if, if you are, if you are committing Mm -hmm. such fraud in the first place, if you have no problem lying to the government from the get, I mean, they could be out of their house all day long, 10 hours a day. Yeah. They could be having like a religious dance party. And honestly, if they still filmed anything that's employment. Right. 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 So. insane. And so what they were also doing, guys, is that when they were making any money off their reality show, they were spending it right away. And what they had had, as we've seen, was at least $30 million in loans and fraudulent loans. So they should have been paying back any money that they made. And they have, they did not at all. They're just like, we're done. You know, it's totally fine. And uh, did you see this quote from Braddock, who was one of the in the relationship with um, Todd Chrisley, the secret relationship, he has text from Todd Chrisley that says that he says, pay cash and we'll shut up. Like he's, they're blatantly like manipulating each other and blackmailing each other. And um, Braddock claimed that he withdrew four payments of $9,500, totaling $38,000 from his bank account and gave it to Todd to pay off the blackmailer. Oh, wait, there's another blackmailer? There was a different blackmailer that they together paid off. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, <laughs> Brad, okay, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a new, I did not understand that. Okay, so, Chris Lee is banging Braddock. Yeah. Two guys loving their lives. They're great. I hope they fall in love. They have a secret affair. He paid, Chris Lee paid Braddock money and, like, funds that should not have been sent to him, tons of funds. And that was, like, where some of the money went. And then also there was a, another blackmailer who was threatening both of them and got money from them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is like you could, like, you could definitely, you can 
declare that you're being blackmailed and like put that person, like, you know, turn that person in, but you've been basically lying to the system forever. So when you're somebody who's that shady, I just think they like close their eyes and point their fingers and say like, pretend we do this now. Like pretend we own a fox and we're doing a fox rescue mission and put money in that (laughs) bank account. Like they're just like making up all kinds of titles. There's just nothing, nothing that they care about. Yeah. Yeah. Not to make it political, but as I was telling my husband about this last night, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, it's just the thing. It's like Trump light. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, it is. It's the same thing. It's it's yeah, just it saying is. like, oh, I'm this. And then raising money or taking out loans and then not oh, paying yeah. them back. The other fascinating thing was, I guess this is a connection to, although feel free to, you know, not. Not bring the T word into it. Um, in the ET interview, they said, hey, you know, you're, you're at some point you'll probably not do reality TV anymore. What what is it, Todd? What what do things look like after? Yeah. What else do you want to pursue? And he said that he wanted to pursue politics and he'd uh, probably move home to South Carolina to pursue politics. Oh no. He doesn't and know I anything just... about it. No. <laughs> And also he's lied. I figured it out. He's going to say he's reformed. He's going to say God told him this was his next mission, that he did things in his past. And now he has a bro- broader scale and scope of humanity and that he's the one who should be in politics because he is now one of the people because he's done the good. Mm. And the bad. that's how he's going to spin it. They always do. Oh, always, he'll find. They he pat is- themselves on the back for being horrible. <laughs> He is a master at spinning things. And and this, well, I don't know if this is still true because this interview was before the conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps that's not still true, but it, he did seem like he had really been thinking about it and really had it planned. Wait, what, did, what was you saying that he had it planned? Oh, the, his, that his answer of, of moving into politics, he really oh, was planned. seemed like. Yeah, well, that that wasn't a knee jerk answer from him. No. He's he's clearly had eyes because, on office for a while, and they all want power. It's like, where can I get power? Like, where can I get right. the most power? The heroes in this are the FBI agents who are on the DL watching these shows and know what's up because yes. they're the whistleblowers, and I'm proud of them. You know, <laughs> and also I'm proud of that one blackmailer because it's like, look, scam the scammer, scam the scam the scammer, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So they, so they, as we said, they are appealing this and there's nothing serious going out until October, but I, mm-hmm. it's just the most obnoxious, right? Just the most annoying thing ever. It really is. It's, it's, it's so obnoxious. It's so blatant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a scam that like, okay, I will say on the scam of things, like you're not necessarily harming an old lady unless Faye and her friends get stuck in this, you know, that's upsetting. And you're not like stealing from children. You're not like claiming well, but that you're a cancer cure, but okay. It, I do, I would, I would argue that it seems like they've probably harmed their children. Their children. Making oh, yeah. this they're show. bad parents. Yeah. They're definitely shitty, but I don't think because in the scam thing, like, I would be so, I just think this is such a dumb, hubris, obnoxious, greedy, greedy, greedy scam. You know, it's, yes. it's not even sophisticated. It's not even like a heist. It's yeah. not even like anything where you create a scheme and get like a, a cult that's very creative and gets people on board. No, it's just saying like, I don't feel like paying that and I won't. Right. 
Right. I don't feel like it. Let's lie. Let's put some scotch tape on it and let's go home. Right. And really, like, here's the thing. The reality TV start, they're not that smart. We know it, but they thought they were smart. And that's a tough lesson they have to learn is that we are still laughing at them. <laughs> what, what I think is the most fascinating is how do your intestines feel on a day-to-day basis? Like, how do you yeah. feel okay enough with this because again His intestines must climb up to his shoulders because that's why they're so i guess high that's up. where they are that's why they're so that's high they're destroying them they're just like they just like just levitated yeah they're yeah. just like circling i think it yeah i think it has to be like such a i it's so funny it's like you see people and you think like oh they must be on caffeine or on adderall and they're running around it might just be their anxiety that just like makes them run around like crazy that yeah. might be the speed is because they're just constantly keeping up things and lying it's so stupid. It's, it's so, so stupid. it's so stupid. I did, I did make up a, a little game for us to play. Oh my God, I love it. To play. Okay, yes. great. And listeners can play at home as well if they want to. So this is a Mad Lib. And so we're going to create okay. a pitch for an episode for Chrisley Knows Best. Oh my right God, now. you're so amazing. Yes. Okay. Okay, great. Name of your high school ex. I didn't date anyone in high school. Wow. Okay, we can make it college. Craig. Okay, this is great. Okay, gross activity. Um, cleaning out your toenails. Great. A clown's name. Harmony. It's the first thing I thought of. I <laughs> wow. Don't know. Okay. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. Great. Um, name of an off-brand stuffed animal or cartoon. Ooh. It, and this is something you can make up, certainly. I'll say beanbag buddies. <laughs> great. <laughs> okay, great. A name of a car rental agency? Hertz. Great. Um, a mundane activity? Washing dishes. Okay. And then a name of a luxury brand? Hermes. There we go. As they said. Hermes. Okay. All right, here we go. This I'm is what so you excited. wrote. This is our first Mad Libs. This is amazing. <laughs> You're the okay. queen of games. I, I did realize last time I came on, I had a game as well. No, we didn't get to film it. Yet. I love a game. I love a game. Clean. I'm so grateful. Okay. Craig's cleaning out his toenails begins <laughs> to annoy Harmony. <laughs> Beanbag Buddy starts an unlikely feud with Hertz <laughs> as she washes dishes with Hermes. <laughs> That's amazing. That's go. exactly it. And you know that they're going to give you trailers and um, those like teasers for washing dishes with Hermes like five days before, five minutes before, before every commercial break. Like come back when they wash dishes with Hermes. Like it's just going to yeah. take up so much time. If you if you want to know what an episode of that show is like, just mad libs it up. Fill in, you just mad libs it up, and you'll know exactly what the show is about. That is so funny. That is so completely funny. inane. Oh my God. I love this, Molly. You're so funny. You're so talented. You're so cool, and I really want you to watch that show because <laughs> I think you'll love it. <gasps> I can't wait. I know you're gonna. Love I'm it. so excited. I know. Um, this is amazing. Do you have anything else on Chrisley's? I don't. That I that don't really. Either. I yeah. really don't either. I really don't either. I was just. How can you do that to your, okay, here's a hypothesis. What if the grandma and her best friend the whole time were like, don't worry about paying taxes. <laughs> what if they were part of yeah, this? Because 
sometimes grandmas act like they're sort of like the like innocent whatever, but they've been around a while and they know like, you know, Reverend John never paid his taxes and he got, he was okay. Like maybe, I wonder if there's, she's like this silent, the silent lead in this possibly. Yeah, absolutely. She's certainly benefiting from it as much as they are. And, and one of the, like the background Todd and Julie will say like, I guess we, they'll roll their eyes at their kids about how they're interested in brands. Yeah. And then after showing off their closet full of clothes, their closet that's bigger than my bedroom full of of clothes. And then they'll say, well, we both came from humble beginnings. So I guess you have to say that every time you show your Gucci watch, you have to mention it. Yeah. We came from humble beginnings. So I I guess that we, we treated our kids the way that we wanted to treat our childhood selves. And now this happened and this is the result. So, you know, Faye, Faye was there. Faye was there from the humble beginnings. Yeah. Faye, I don't know. There's something about Faye. I mean, also because once again, we've never seen the show. So. We never watched an episode. I refuse to pay for it. No, I'm my not only watching that shit. Yesterday. No, I'll no. watch some clips. But I'm thinking like there could be a silent, a silent leader in Faye. And I also, oh God, this was the funniest thing. So, and then we can wrap up. Um, Lindsay, his daughter, uh, Todd Chrisley commented on her affairs, and he's like, "Well, that's not the way to do a marriage." And like, she had two affairs during her marriage because they were like estranged but not divorced. And Todd Chrisley's here, boning and doing blackmail and whatever he wants. Mm. He's just such a hypocrite, and that's what that is. Just such a quintessential part of these rich white collar scams is that everyone is a hypocrite involved. Everyone is just lying oh. through their teeth. It's so stupid. <laughs> but I'm like, damn, I could have gone out a $2 million loan and just, you know, gone to Barbados and then said, declare bankruptcy. That's what people are doing. Right. You know, I he isn't that smart, though, because he should have made an offshore bank account. That's where the money should have gone. Number one, number one fan of offshore bank accounts. I've never had one and I don't even know how to do it or what that would be like, but I feel like that's the safest place to be a scammer. That's, that's rule number one. It's like, okay, I'm thinking about scamming. I gotta, I gotta create an offshore bank account. I gotta go to an island and deposit some money somewhere. And you know, if you have a kid uh, and this is a good lesson for us because we do have young children is they, if we, if we want to prepare for their future, they may want to be a scammer. And so really, if you have a small kid, what you should be doing is opening that offshore bank account for your kid just in case early. Like you do with a Gmail. You know, you just want to get their name in there, have them be somehow associated with that country, whatever one you choose, and start putting pennies in and let the interest just grow. Just, and they may never use it. You they know. may never use it. You know, but maybe you'll use it and you can extort them. It's all a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. It's like having a little bit in crypto. Just, yes. you know, just you want to you wanna so cover your bases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a great idea. That's a great idea. You know, we're going to do it. We're going to sell it. Um, this is amazing. Molly, what are you have any more shows coming up? Aren't you doing? You just did the Herald, not a Herald, right? I, I did. I did Herald Night, No Heralds Allowed, um, which is really inside baseball um, because the Herald it. is a form of long form improv. And it's kind of seen as like, not the gold standard, but it's it's something that you have to learn how to do at a lot of places that 
in improv theaters. Perform, yeah. In, yeah, in improv theaters. And so um, the team that I'm on used to be a Herald team at UCB. And so we put up the show with other Herald teams, but said you could perform anything but a Herald. So we have another one of those coming up July 14th at Brooklyn Comedy Amazing. Collective. So come to New York, come see the show. Come to New York, guys. Who cares? Who cares what's happening in your lives? Come on. Come uh, July 14th, 7 p.m. It's a Thursday. Get over here. Come on. <laughs> wear a mask. You have to be vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated. You have to be vaccinated. Wear a mask. Um, that's amazing. I'm so excited. And Molly, I want you to be on again because you're the most fun. And no one brings games like you bring games. You really bring it. <laughs> Next time it'll only be a game. Next time it only games. Yeah. I just want you to bring yeah. games, scam games. I just want you <laughs> to scam me the whole time. We'll do a shoots and ladders based on scams. <laughs> That'd be, that's a great, that's a great pitch for your own board game. Okay. I'm going to do it. Sign me up tonight. Why not? There's nothing going on. I just have allergies. Yeah. You got a, you got a clean dog, a clean dog, a dirty set of lungs and all the time in the world. There you go. Thank you so much, Molly. Thank you for having me Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you to all of our listeners. And guys, if you're a Chrisley head, let us know. Let us know if there's an episode we have to see and what you think, how you think if you're a big Chrisley fan, they will try to get out of this one. Like it seems like they're, if you've known them, if you've watched this episode for 10 seasons, they've gotten out of jam. So I wonder if any of our listeners has a, a feeling or an opinion of how they will get themselves out of this one because you guys know you're brilliant. And um, guys, you can call us on our hot tip hotline because you know I love a phone call. 347-509-9414 or on Scamwell Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, email us at scamwellpodcast at gmail.com and thank you to Kate and Jesse, our amazing producers and editors. And bye! We'll see you next week. Bye! Scamwell Podcast Season 2 is produced and edited by me, Caitlin Brodnick, produced and edited by Caitlin Moldenhauer, and edited by Jesse Karen. We are part of the More Banana Podcast Network, which is an all-female-owned and run network for women's voices uninterrupted. If you love us, the best thing you can do is rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It will help us tremendously. Thank you guys so much for listening, all of your support. We're so happy to have you here, and we will see you next week. Bye. Hi listeners, this is Amy from the production team at Realm. Remember the royal wedding? Kind of hard to forget with all those hats, right? Well, what if there was a story about everyone else at the wedding? The maids, the bodyguards, the hat makers? All that royal wedding magic doesn't come from nowhere, but these other characters don't get enough time in the spotlight, in our humble opinion. So we created a different type of royal wedding show, perfect for fans of Love Actually. Think vignettes. 
All of London is abuzz with anticipation of the royal wedding, from the New York paparazzi flown in to catch the money shots to the maids at Buckingham Palace. And every one of them has their own chance at true love. But when the princess bride and her maid of honor go missing, will love prevail? Royally Yours is a fun, flirty, and romantic show that intertwines five love stories that will sweep you off your feet. Be sure to listen and subscribe to Royally Yours wherever you get your podcasts, or learn more at realm.fm.